You Can Mentor is a network that equips and encourages mentors and mentoring leaders to love God, love others, and make disciples in their own community. Learn more at youcanmentor.com or follow us on social media. You Can Mentor. their mentor. We here at You Can Mentor hope to add as much value as we can to mentors and mentoring organizations through resources and relationships. We have a bunch of resources that we've created to support you, such as books, learning lab cohorts, conferences, and online downloadable resources. Our goal is for you to use these resources yourself or to share them with your volunteers. The best way to get access to all of these resources is to sign up for our once a week newsletter. To do that, head on over to our website, youcanmentor.com, and give us your info. Thanks so much. And remember, you can mentor. We welcome you, listener. This is John. (laughs) And Zach. This is me, Zach. What I wanted to be more mindful of, just real quick, listener, you don't understand that when we record, we don't have the benefit of our preemptive music. And so what I wanted to do is I wanted to kind of accommodate my voice and my timbre uh-huh. and my approach to the music that, that is the lead in. So oh, okay. I think that sometimes it's a little bit of a jolt when we go from just kind of this mild, cathartic <laughs> kind of ryth- rhythm, this, this, our, our opening tune Jam. into my voice. Yeah. So I wanted to really just kind of like, just think about a nice, smooth transition. So what, did you, what do you think about that? So that's what you were going for. That was it. I mean, I guess we won't know until we listen to it. Right. If you accomplish that. And if we and when we do, it's going to be really exciting. But I don't want my lackadaisical approach to this episode to give anyone the idea that I'm not just busting at the seams with excitement <laughs> about what we're going to talk about today. Okay. What are we going to talk about today, John? We're going to talk about the characteristics and dynamics of one-on-one, small group, and organizational mentoring. Guys, so before the podcast, John and I actually prepare for this and we create a word document and John likes to write shorthand. And so John, what was your shorthand for characteristics and dynamics? Uh, Carax and dimemes. Carax <laughs> and dimemes. Yeah. Just to, just to kind of a, give us a shorthand because we don't have the time to worry about all those five and six syllable words. Yeah. Just get to the point. All right. So John and I have been talking lately about different kinds of mentoring and John and I both come from a background of doing different kinds of mentoring. You know, for a long time, I was a teacher and then we, and then I started with some people, a nonprofit and we did one-on-one mentoring and then we did small group mentoring and then we did organizational after school programs, summer camps, things like that. And John has kind of done the same. So John, what is your Yeah, I mean, I, I cut my teeth on really just having a handful of mentors guide me well throughout my education and just kind of life development as a teenager through even making career choices as well. And then so I spent a couple of decades in the church leading that way, youth ministry, music ministry, adult ministry as well. And and then I just kind of realized that, hey, I really like taking this mentor's approach to even church leadership. And so that kind of informed decisions and and the style to which myself and, and leaders and team members would minister to teenagers. And then lo and behold, the Lord called me kind of out of the church in order to, for the last seven years as a full-time ministry, head up middleman. Yeah. So I think that's interesting, John. I didn't put this together, 
before you just said that, or you just said this, yeah. that I totally forgot about my own history and how I was mentored. And so today we are going to talk about the three types of mentoring. We've got one-on-one -on -one mentoring, which is just how it sounds. It's one-on-one, -on -one, one mentor, one mentee. Mano y mano. Or how do you say, how do you say woman in Spanish? Mujer. Y mujer. Mujer y mujer. Oh man, we're bilingual here today. So we've got one-on-one -on -one, mm -hmm. and then we have small group, which is one mentor and multiple mentees. Mm -hmm. So it's like a one-on-three, one-on-five, something like that. And then we have org organizational mentoring, which is you're mentoring with a organization. You're mentoring through a nonprofit. You're mentoring through a church. Like there, you are submitting underneath some sort of organization, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, Zach, I think sometimes when we talk about multiple styles of maybe the same thing, we might run the risk of feeling like we need to grade these things or we need to kind of compare these things in a way to one another to say that this is good and this is bad. How are we going to maybe deal with that issue here? Are we saying that, that one is the best and that, you know, kick out the other two? What, what, what do we need to remember? Yeah, no, we are not doing that. So I think we're not saying that one type of mentoring is better than the other. In fact, I think I think a lot of what you choose to do depends on your personality and potentially the type of mentee that you are getting into a mentoring relationship with. Mm -hmm. Yes, like if you mentor through a small group or through an organization, that might help you. If you maybe are more on the shy side, maybe you're more of an introvert. Whereas if you're external processor, maybe more of an extrovert, you're going to lean more towards the one-on-one -on -one mentoring. Yeah. And I think even with our, uh, this is interesting, Zach, every time that you and I sit down and talk, I feel like it is just another opportunity for us to be able to, to state that there is a, that there's a driving force in our hearts, which says that we care about mentoring and that we want to do all that we can with the time that we have to encourage for there to be healthy mentoring. And so while we can say that organizational mentoring with its many opportunities and resources is, is so great. And we would want the listener to go out and to try to find a local organization to, to pour themselves into. We're also saying that there are some that God will call and just say, look, I don't have the resources for you. This is not about a team effort, but this is about you really pursuing this, this person in a mentor-mentee relationship in order that you can share gospel, in order that you can share in your life. And so, right, I mean, we're saying it's, it's all of the above for us. 100%. And I also th think so, so much of it is dependent upon your life stage as well. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're early thirties, maybe you're married, maybe you have a bunch of kids under the age of 10 or five, maybe it's best for you during that season to mentor with your church. Whereas maybe if you're 65 and you know, you have a lot of spare time, maybe that will afford you the opportunity to invest more in a one-on-one -on -one or maybe even like a small group opportunity. Yeah. And I also think a, a ton of it has to do with your community. So what if there isn't anyone mentoring in your community? What if there isn't a church that's trying to reach their community in the form of mentoring? Well, then kind of your only option is one-on-one. -on -one. Right. Then you have to ask yourself, well, what if you don't have access to kids? Like, what if you wouldn't know the, f the first spot to look whenever you're trying to mentor a kid? Well, then maybe your best shot is to go talk to someone who is mentoring. Right. And, and you're saying, no, don't go to the playground and just start yelling. Does anybody need a mentor? Hey, mentors, 
mentor over here. I have wisdom. Waving, yeah. Everyone, come and hang out with me. You're yeah, saying no. Don't, don't, yeah. do, don't take that no, approach. That would be weird. Okay. Yeah, so don't do that. Now, for our listeners like myself, Zach, who just kind of need a visual, because this medium does not allow us the chance to, to show people. Right. So, which... Again, they don't usually see my, my arms as animated as they are as we record. But Very animated. Do you feel like when we talk about one-on-one, small group and organizational mentoring, do we want to just kind of give the, the visual of like three baskets that we want to talk about, three jars that we want to kind of speak into the contents of these? Yeah, I think so. Is that helpful? Maybe. I think one thing that we're going to do today is we are, we are just going to talk about our experiences with each of these. Mm-hmm. And when I think of one-on-one mentoring, I kind of think of two things. I, I think of one, the mentor hanging out with a mentee who's younger, who is introverted and it being really, really, really awkward. Okay. Worst case scenario. Yeah. That's probably worst case. Right. Like, Hey, I'm getting introduced to a kid for the first time. He's young. He doesn't even know how to have a conversation and their personality is such that they're just shy. Right. And then you pair that with a mentor who's shy and that. I just don't know if that's a great recipe for success. Yeah. But on the other hand, if you have a mentor who is outspoken and you have a mentee who loves to talk, maybe they have a bunch of siblings, maybe they just have a rather large personality. I have seen that go really, really well. Mm -hmm. And then in regards to, but whenever I think of one-on-one mentoring, I think of one mentor, one kid in a car, just talking. Whenever I think- Life on life. Life on life. Whenever I think of small group mentoring, I think of one mentor and three mentees sitting at a table at like a, like a good old Mm Chick-fil-A talking about life. Maybe their Bible's open, maybe it's not, but the mentor is throwing out a question. Hey, tell me what you guys think about this or how's it going in regards to this? And then all the mentors are sharing And they're not only learning from the wisdom of the mentor, but they're also learning from each other. And then when I think of organizational mentoring, I think of a organization such as a church or a not-for-profit tossing some kind of event and the mentor and the mentee are meeting there and they are participating in some kind of activity, whether it's fun or, hey, you guys have this conversation, Mm -hmm. right? Right. What about that? Does all of that make sense? All of that makes sense, absolutely. And I think that there are some characteristics and dynamics that we can kind of look at to say, well, some are really helpful in terms of our age, our personality as the mentor, and maybe even our, maybe even how much time that we can invest. So when we think about the difference of, and we start comparing these different types of mentoring relationships, it's helpful to know, oh, you know what? This is maybe what I should pursue. Yeah. So as John and I were having the conversation before the podcast and we asked, okay, is one better than the other? The answer is, well, every person's different. And so for me in my life, I think I was shaped by my youth group, which you would say is organizational mentoring with a little bit of small group also. Mm-hmm. And that really shaped me until I was mature enough to be able to handle and get some wisdom from one-on-one mentoring. Like, I don't think I was mature enough to have a one-on-one mentor till I was probably in my late teens, maybe even in my early twenties, because I just didn't know how to have a conversation like that. And I was scared and maybe a little bit, a little bit prideful. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. You kind of have to be ready. And so organizational, and I think the youth group 
kind of a paradigm is a really good way to consider this. Might even be for a school group, just thinking about what other types of what other types of organizations might the teenager be exposed to while they're growing up. It might be within like an FCA, mm-hmm. and it, or it could be within even just a sports program at their school. Right. Like I would say, some of my best mentors that kept me on the path of path of positivity mm-hmm. would be my coaches. And I would say that is small group mentoring. Yeah. And I'm thinking about even, I know that some of the the teacher coaches that I've known in the past that are still actually really good friends would sometimes just kind of realize that, you know what, there's a need within this, this small group of guys, of my players, and I'm going to actually just invite them to kind of come hang out in the classroom before school starts. And lo and behold, before they even knew it, they were forming a small group uh, mentoring program there over a semester or over the years that these students were there. So that was a pretty neat thing to watch. Yeah. And- it's a small group under the umbrella of an organization because if my coaches were to leave, then they would just fill in with a new coach. That's right. And so that that's one thing that we are going to talk about is just how when you mentor underneath a organization, it gives you the flexibility for a mentor to leave. Sure. And so, okay. So listen, I know we didn't want to talk kind of pros and cons about this kind of stuff, but, but do we want to just kind of, begin with this one-on-one and, and just kind of talk about it? Well, yeah. So stuff back and forth. So I think that I'll share kind of my story. So whenever I started mentoring, I thought the only way to do it was one-on-one. And yes, we had some success with some kids, but as I look back on it, I would say that we had more relationships that were stagnant or more relationships that didn't work out than we did relationships that just did amazing, which is okay. And I look back and I'm like, okay, why, why did that happen? Well, I think one char- characteristic and dynamic of one-on-one mentoring and even small group is that it depends on the faithfulness of one person. So if the mentor fails or if, or if they fall or if they even like move or just they're not able to spend time with the mentee anymore, then the relationship will probably dissolve. And Whereas that's not necessarily the case with organizational mentoring, it is not dependent on one person and the organization itself can step in to salvage the relationship in a worst case, if the mentor does leave. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's very true. I'm just thinking about those that I've also been a part of maybe even as a mentee. And, you know, the thing about one-on-one and small group is that there's really nothing to hide behind. Not, not so much that you'd approach it that way anyway to say that, hey, I want, but you do want to understand that, man, having resource and having team in order to help is, is a valuable thing. And if you begin these one-on-one or small group mentoring relationships, you kind of have to think, well, my goodness, is there, you know, when when a move happens or when something happens within the group that is going to be a difficult thing to kind of come out of, what is there, what is there left to do? And I mean, I've even been a part of ministries. It makes me think of starting this cool skate ministry, Zach, when I was in college, that we'd put these ramps out on this church parking lot and this church was so gracious in order to let us, even giving us money to build these things. And it was like a come one, come all. We had all these teenagers out there. We had actually 200 teenagers that would come out that were as registered skaters, okay, on this church parking lot. And we were loving this season of ministry. I think it lasted about eight months. Every week we would put these things out there, hang out with these guys and girls. And no one was giving thought though to the fact that even 
as I was lead, heading up this thing with a group of volunteers, I was still in college. And so as soon as I graduated and began to think about where I was going to move to kind of start my career in ministry, I was ill-prepared for what would really, and I think, I think it was a real missed opportunity and that we didn't really think about, well, wait a minute, once leadership is gone, what are we going to do about this thing? And so even though we were an organization, we were one that, were, that was really treating this thing more so like a small group. And so I was gone and it was gone. And that was a real unfortunate reality to that. Yeah, I, I think that is one of the benefits of working with a well-established organization is they are thinking about things that typically just the one-on-one -on -one mentor, just the person who's like, hey, I'm, I'm just gonna go spend some time with some kids mm -hmm. that they're not thinking about, right? So like the organization is probably thinking more about safety than the average mentor, right? The organization probably has more experience and have, have seen more relationships succeed and see more relationships fail so that they kind of know the signs to watch out for, right? Right. But I will say all of that to say that like, whenever I think about who transformed my life, I don't think about a organization and I really don't even think about a coach who is kind of facilitating more of like a small group, I think about those one-on-one -on -one conversations. And so it, it, is, it is so interesting to me just how the Lord truly can use everything, use small group, use one-on-one -on -one, and use the organization to truly transform a kid's life. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, you know, something is better than nothing for sure. And I think that it was important that we just say, there, again, there's no real wrong way to do this, but there are certain advantages with resources and with just leadership in place. And honestly, the one-on-one -on -one mentor is the person who has to be mindful of everything. And so they, they don't get the luxury of being the specialist. It reminds me of a small group leader who did some programming at their church. And this was really neat. One summer they brought in a guy and this was a guy that he knew from college. And so Ryan tells Billy, hey, I want to staff you this summer. And what I want you to do is I want you to be the guy who's just here to make memories. That's all you have to do. I just want you to be the guy that is going to set the stage for at the end of the summer, we're going to have stories to tell. And I think, man, what a neat luxury to be the guy who's just brought in to have fun and to, and to create memories. So that's not the guy who's thinking about are the release of liability forms signed. And that's not the guy, right? Who's making sure that we have enough food for everybody. He is really freed up to just do the thing that he was brought in to do. And so when we think about mentoring as well, mentors to, to have the opportunity to fall into an organization, maybe that's doing some incredible things at your school campus or in your community and just be freed up to have the, that opportunity just to spend that, that prime time with those students. I think that's just a really great thing. I think it would be something we would all really love to do. I also think it's just, if you are like, hey, I feel like the Lord's calling me to mentor, but you don't have a specific kid in mind, it's probably a lot easier to go to a organization. Whereas if a relationship develops organically, like here is an example. My son is in third grade and his best friend comes from a home where there isn't, you know, there isn't like a father figure mm -hmm. present. So we had them over and we were just kind of talking and I talked to this kid's mom and she's like, hey, tell me about you. And I tell her kind of some, some of my life story. And she's like, man, I, 
I sure would love it for my kid to have a mentor, to have a mentor. And I'm like, well, there's an opportunity, right? Yeah. And, and so that's, that's probably more of a one-on-one or I'm going to hang out with him and his older brothers, which is more of a small group than me saying like, Hey, well, you should check out this church or you should check out this not for profit. And together we can go there and we can, you know, form a mentoring relationship. Right. So I think, I think a lot of it just depends on what opportunities to mentor the Lord kind of tosses at you, right? No kidding. Yeah. That's the key. I mean, this is, we want to do this as an act of obedience and not right. just a, Oh, you know what? This would be great to do because we want to make sure that we're not going too far out ahead of God's will on this or that we're lagging too far behind when he gives us the opportunity. So you made mention of just kind of even initiating that one-on-one relationship and mentoring and depending on, you know, several variables, personalities, age, all this good stuff, you can really be looking at an uphill battle from the beginning. So right. I do think that it's an asset to the small group approach when you can say, oh, you know what I'm, I'm really kind of feeling led to do is maybe just get with a few students in my community and for us to go through a semester's worth of, whether it's taking a look at a book together or just character development and, and you creating some curriculum, or maybe it's just you know straight up reading the Bible together. I think that that approach has some real benefit because when you think about, those different personalities that you bring into a small group. You might have somebody who, if you were to approach one-on-one, you just feel like you were talking to the wall week in and week out. But when you think about a small group dynamic, when you might have a student who is more of a talker, more of an extrovert, someone who just seems like they kind of keep the conversation going, well, that other mentee has the luxury of being able to spend time with and kind of have a model of what they could gain. And I think that sometimes I've seen this also, just they kind of gain some confidence when they see, okay, well, this is this is kind of how this can work. And I know from my perspective in a small group perspective, you start to <laughs> you start to kind of realize, hey, as soon as I ask this question, I know that you know, Frank is going to answer this question because Frank answers all the questions. So it's when you take, you kind of allow him to, to kind of warm up or maybe prime the conversation, but then you want to circle back around and say, okay, now instead of Frank answering this question, you know, why don't we take it to somebody who, who hasn't been in the practice, but it's a safe small group space where it doesn't feel like, you know, you're in this room of, of 20 people, but instead just kind of a one-on-three, one-on-five kind of relationship. And I think that can be a really great way to, to initiate some mentoring as well. Yes. I think asking a kid to do one-on-one mentoring when you don't know them very well, that can be kind of awkward. I mean, that's a hard yes. And even if they do say yes, it, it can be kind of weird. Yeah. Organizational mentoring, sometimes you have to sign like a bunch of waivers. You have to have, you know, your parents' permission. You have to have, there are some things that have to happen in order for a kid to participate. But small group is, is probably the most accessible. It is the easiest to say yes to, and it's the, it is the easiest way for a kid to get into the door. So maybe I would say this, in a perfect world, like invite them into a small group setting to where they can start to get comfortable. And then if there's a connection there, then maybe you can move on to one-on-one. And if you can do all that underneath a organization where they do have like someone overseeing you, someone equipping you, one good thing about serving with a non nonprofit or church is they have a ton of resources. So like they can really help mentor the mentor and they can give them access to things that you might not have if you just decided to do it on your own. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. So anything else, John? Yeah. I just, it, I was reminded when you were talking about that kind of the idea of how small group can kind of work its way into one-on-one. I know that for me, 
I feel like one of the greatest encouragements in the world, and this has only happened a handful of times because I'm not a very popular person, Zach, but don't you just love it when you've had someone request as a mentee, you know, to be able to meet with you instead of you kind of feeling like you're the one that has to initiate that. I've had situations where uh, a young man has just kind of come to me and said, Hey, I'd really love to just be able to meet with you on a week, on a weekly basis. But how old was that kid? Now, I think that's a really good question. These are typically, these are young men that would, that would be, because I think when you start to realize at that point in life when, Oh, life is hard and I'm needing to make some, some really tough decisions, some big picture decisions on my life. This is usually, you know, your high school senior. This is usually your, your college kid. Maybe you're a young adult, maybe newly married, maybe, you know, one, a young man who's going to have for me a baby on the way. And these are the kind of guys who say, Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. And I really need some help. So I think that you raise a really good point. A lot of times that is, that is kind of on a need base. But again, that's, that's the joy of that. When they say, I'm in need, I see that you at least have your act together or you can speak into some things or I want to just kind of watch as I've been watching you live your life. I want you to kind of speak into and I'd love to be able to bring questions to you for you to help me kind of figure this thing out. Right. I think what, as I think about this, the one-on-one is probably going to be more impactful for the older men, mentees, but the small group and specifically a small group within a organization. So the organization can provide mentors with best practices, but also safety because yeah. safety guys is such a big deal. If you can have small group mentoring. So like, say you go to an after school, after school program, or say you mentor with like a summer camp or with like a church, like, Hey, every Wednesday night, I'm going to hang out with these five kids. Right. I think that is a great way to start to build that relationship, to start to take small steps in to starting the process of mentoring. And then if you can stick around for long enough, and if you can start to build that trust, then potentially it could turn into a one-on-one type deal. I just don't know how many kids under the age of you know, probably 13, maybe 15 who would come up to me and be like, Hey, I think I need some help in this area. Could we meet about it every week? I just don't know if that's going to happen right now. I do think once a kid's about, you know, this age range between nine and 15, I think they are starting to ask those questions, but they're starting to ask them in their, in their head. Right. It's not like an out loud thing but it's kind of like a, there's something about this guy and I can't articulate it, but I know that they've got something that I want. Mm -hmm. And so, and I think that's all the, all the more reason why the mentor who in many ways is the guide, we are the, we are the visionary to be able to say, Hey, this may not be the right time for you to make all of these decisions right now, but you know what? It's coming. Like these decisions are coming. And so we want to set the stage and really have them make the healthiest decisions that they can. Right. That's a great, that's a great example. A kid who's 13 is not going to be thinking about finances or college, but you as a mentor can be like, Hey, have you ever thought about finances or have you ever thought about college? And if the answer is no, then you can be like, okay, well, here's, here's the first thing to think of. Yeah. Or, well, why don't we have a conversation? And I've just found that you're with most kids, not all kids, but with most kids, you're just going to have a better chance of them opening up if they're in a environment where they feel safe and where they feel like they can be themselves, right? So like, you're probably going to have a lot better chance of having a conversation with a kid when he's surrounded by his friends in an environment where he's having fun 
than if you take them to a coffee shop. So, so yeah. Yeah. It is so interesting. It is so nuanced as we start to have these kinds of conversations. Mm -hmm. But. So another ben benefit of this organizational mentoring is it kind of brings to mind, did you ever read Purpose Driven Church, Purpose Driven Youth Life. Ministry, that, no. that Saddleback yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. stuff? No. Okay. Well, from my perspective with youth ministry and really needing resource, I know that, that, that Doug Field's book was just a huge asset to a lot of youth ministers back in the 90s. Do you remember the 90s? No. It was an incredible time. <laughs> Lots of flannel. But- this resource did present this idea of, of, these, of these relationships and kind of their many forms to, I think that fields would use language like you would have core relationships all the way out to these congregational relationships, okay? So when we think about Jesus relationships, we know he's got the three, right? And then he's got the 12 and so on and so forth. And so when we kind of apply that to our mentoring relationships, Zach, we kind of realize that, oh, the benefit of a lot of organizational mentoring might be that we've got this group of teenagers and just based on personality, we're going to really click with, and we're going to, we're going to form some, some really close relationships with, with a handful of these kids. We're not going to need, we're not going to have the opportunity to know everybody all at the same level and have these, you know, intimate friendships. But what's cool to think about from the organizational mentoring perspective is that as a, as a youth worker or however you guys frame it, we can think about that, you know, my really close relationship might be one that you've got a relationship with and you just kind of know their name, but you're not really as close with and vice versa. And so when we think about how the one-on-one -on -one relationship may suffer based on leadership moving, based on just kind of life happening, the real benefit there is that it, the organization can withstand things kind of changing and things happening with, with leadership. Yeah. Like I can, I can remember probably some of the most impactful people that I had in my life were, my, my church youth groups, summer interns. And they were only with us for like two months. And I knew that they would leave, but I also knew that it didn't matter if they left because my church would find a new one next summer. <laughs> and, and so that is, that is really like, they spent one-on-one -on -one time with me, but where I got to know them was within the small group but our relationship was built underneath the banner of the church. Right. And as, as, we're having, as we're having these conversations, how important is it for us to try everything we can to get our mentees into a church home? Because so much of this can happen at church. Yeah, it's a built-in. It is such a built-in. I, I think one thing that is great too about all of this is when you're, being mentored through an organization or at, at a small group with a kind of one person in charge, one mentor, you really have an ability to learn not only from the mentor, but from your peers as well. So like, as I think about my childhood, like my youth ministers and even my coaches were some of my best mentors, but some of the people who influenced me the most were older kids who were also either in, in the church or like as a seventh grader on my sports teams, I looked up to the guys who were in ninth grade a ton. And so this small group or mentoring underneath a organization gives other kids the opportunity to mentor as well. So Yeah. And it, it just goes to show also that when you can present a mentee with as many life stages as possible yes. that are healthy, it is just so beneficial 
you know, again, leading from an organization's perspective, when you kind of realize, oh, well, this is who I am. Let's say that you're very young, you, then you're going to think and you, and you have the opportunity to mentor even younger folks. Let's say you're in college and you just really want to reach out to, to high schoolers, something like a Young Life uh, organization. Then you're also saying, oh, but there's a real benefit to have someone who's beyond me that can also speak truth and wisdom into the lives of these youngsters. Or if you're an older leader, then you obviously also want to have to kind of bridge that gap in between to say, well, I know that they will learn from me as I'm in my fifties. However, goodness, they also need to be learning from someone in their twenties. Yeah. Whenever I volunteered with Young Life, one thing that I loved about them was I was in my late twenties. So I was like 28, 29 and I volunteered with Young Life for over a decade, but the kids that I was investing into that year, they were in seventh grade. And so it was like, my mentees were the seventh graders. I was in my late twenties, but they gave me three high school juniors and seniors to help me out. And as I look back now, I'm like, man, that's genius because it gives these kids someone to look up to that they can relate to as well as an older person like, like myself. Absolutely. Which is just genius. Yeah. I guess there's a reason why they're so big and so awesome. Uh -huh. Yeah. Young life. Shout out to young life. All right, cool. So let's, let's, Let's put a bow on this thing. Yeah. All right. So kind of like what we said, the three types of mentoring, one-on-one -on -one, group and organizational, there is, there is not one that's better than the other, but I would just say that all mentoring is good and your personality, your mentor, your mentee's personality, your life stage, your community, what not-for-profits or what kinds of churches you have surrounding you, whether you have access to kids or if something pops up kind of organically, all of those things can dictate what kind of mentoring you participate in, right? Absolutely. And so like, so why, why we did this podcast today was just to kind of spotlight some of, some of the characteristics and dynamics of all types of mentoring. And listen, I think that there's always going to be something that less than ideal, right, Zach? Right. When you think about this, this friendship between you and I, Sure, there are things that I wish would change. Sure, I, there, there are words of encouragement that I wish were spoken more often. But does that, does that l let me throw the Zach out with the bathwater? I sure hope not. It does not. It does not. And so I do think that though there, I think that it is a matter of prayer sometimes, mentor, as we encourage you and, and desire to equip you for the work of mentoring, there will be times when you really beat your head against the wall, maybe even literally, because you know that you have a heart for mentoring, but it, it can just be such a struggle. There are some things that will present themselves that, that allow you to purely make this a matter of just the Lord continuing to grow the fruits of his spirit within you. And then there are also sometimes those indicators that show you that you may need to make some adjustments. And so I think that it's interesting as we discuss about these different types of mentoring there may be a season when you kind of need to be thinking about, well, you know what? I've always considered mentoring to be this way. Maybe I kind of need to look at this with some fresh eyes. So maybe even just going to the Lord in a season of prayer to say, God, am, am I continuing to be obedient in how you have me understand what mentoring really is? And I just think it's always a wonderful thing to go to the Lord with this, to, to lay this at his feet even, and to say, Lord, is this an act of obedience? And more times than not, I think that's also really special. You one-on-one -on -one mentors out there to say, is there, a, is there a time and is there a way that I can just kind of invite others into this as well? Or am I being invited into, into something? Because as we know, we get a lot more done together than we do individually.
great, buddy. Awesome job. Cool, man. All right. Well, thanks a lot for tuning in and feel free to holler at us if you have any questions or anything like that. And remember, you, you can, can mentor. mentor.